you thought it was bad, I quite liked it. But if you thought it was bad, it wasn't bad because Nick Cage was in it. It was it was a proper movie and everything. Yeah. Welcome to the Nick Cage podcast. <laughs> we are going to be talking about Nick Cage versus sexual inadequacy. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, has never had sexual inadequacy in his life. <laughs> I bet. Uh, no, this is Murph's Tavern. Yeah. I am massive Simpsons dork. Murphy McLaughlin, you guys were okay to start, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. No, I wanted to keep talking about Nick Cage. <laughs> um, uh, every episode of this podcast, we'll talk about a different episode of The Simpsons, specifically one from the first nine seasons with a couple of fellow fans. This week, we're talking about Grandpa versus Sexual Inadequacy from season six. This is the one where Grandpa and Homer start selling a tonic to help Springfieldians with their sex life. Uh, there's also a subplot where Bart... And the kids think that there's a big conspiracy going on. Uh, with me to chat about that app, we have return guests Lisa Dib. G'day. And Mandana Lop. Hello. Thank you for coming on the show and talking about this episode. This was a uh, uh, favorite for you guys. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, there's very few Simpsons episodes that I don't like. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's fair. It, it's a good one, but definitely in my head, this one combines with Homer and Marge, the sex in public one. Yes. A lot. Similar mm. plots. Yeah. yeah. I always found it strange that this episode was fine to be on at six o'clock, but the one where Marge and Homer, yeah, are stuck in town naked, mm. that was always like... Um, Adults uh, only. Yeah, yeah. that's definitely a dirtier episode. Yeah, but I would. I was actually even surprised by how explicit this one is. Yeah, because if you're thinking about the '90s and like the Seinfeld contest episode, which makes such a big deal out of like mm-hmm. we will literally get by, do the whole thing with implication. Yeah, this episode. Yeah, in the opening scene, <laughs> Homer says to Marge, "I promise you, when all those problems are over, we'll have sex." Yeah, they're explaining to the audience, they're saying, "No, this is what this is explicitly yeah. what we are talking." It's about. not like the older seasons where they'd say, "Let's snuggle." This yeah. is flat out like they were saying. Well, that, yeah, because yeah. there's a bit at the start where uh, Homer says, "We'll snuggle tomorrow," and I thought, "Oh, they're going to do that thing." Where yeah. Snuggle is code for fucking, and then, yeah. and then they like, okay, we'll have sex. And then sex is just constantly referred yeah. to in the rest of the episode. I'm like, I had sex. <laughs> it's very hard to get by an implication when the whole point of the episode is you got to be able to fuck your wife. <laughs> it's funny that that's one of the gags in the episode is Homer's horror at his dad having talking about sex yeah. and having sex. When also as a kid, I genuinely found it slightly disturbing any time they you did imply, like, a proper sexual life for Homer and Marge. Yeah. Like, as a young kid, I think I was happy with it all to just be like, maybe they're cuddling or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And then you got onto the internet and you saw the wealth of hand-drawn... Oh, yeah, we, I saw the... Erotica. I saw... Yeah, it opened up, uh, opened up the floodgates, yeah. really. You were never uh, a child again. There's some grotty shit on the internet. That's nah, a, uh, you nah, heard it here it. first. <laughs> um, yeah, the thing is, though, they did cut some stuff from this episode when it was at six o'clock. In fact, that whole thing with Grandpa saying sex, they cut. Yeah. That's crazy. It's so integral to the plot. Like, <laughs> Well, I think it cut from him saying, trouble with in, with your sex life. And mm. then Homer went, yes, but don't you say that word. And yeah. then it cut to the next scene. Yeah, I think yeah. I remember that. That's yeah. so clunky. Oh, I hate when they just massacre things like that. Yeah. I think, uh, to be fair, though, a lot of it did stay, uh, which was surprising. They kept in the joke about think of me when you're having the best yeah, sex yeah. of your life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's very good. It's always a really interesting thing when it comes to, like, Australian television, especially growing up, I remember, was fine with butts. Like, if you had, like, a silly kid series where there would be a scene where somebody will get mooned, they'd just so show you someone's yeah, butt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's in always that scene. butts. 
Americans would, like, if there were scenes and stuff where you saw a butt and it was airing on normal television, they would blur out the yeah, crack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, no, if you, because if you saw that, you know, just the cleft <laughs> of the cheeks, you would go literally insane. <laughs> they, I mean, it's not, it's, it's, it's not meant to be seen. That's why we wear pants. <laughs> yeah, come on, Mark. That's why God invented pants. <laughs> I like um, I like that Marge is the horny one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I kind of yeah, like that sure. she's always like, come on, Homer, have sex with me. And he's like, oh, I've eaten too much food. That- yeah, which is, it's a big thing about this, this episode existing in the 90s because the 90s was when Viagra got big and every right. stand-up had like a Viagra joke and they mm. were talking about it. the title of the episode, Grandpa versus Sexual Inadequacy, <laughs> feels like they're pointing directly at Viagra. But because the Simpsons writers are so obsessed with like old-timey stuff, <laughs> yeah. when Grandpa's <laughs> describing it, it's more like an old-fashioned vitality time. Yeah, yes, yeah. snake oil salesman yeah. kind of thing. Although he doesn't it genuinely act- seems to work. He, yeah. yeah, he doesn't actually say it's going to put lead in your pencil, but you know, <laughs> he uses he, he says it'll put the dowsers back in your trousers, which is a, a clever one because the dowsing rod... <laughs> Oh, I thought that was just a. Um, I thought that was a mistake on the subtitle. I thought he meant to say. I thought he said zowsers, like zowie. I don't know. Uh, what's, yeah. a, what's a dowser? So a dowsing rod is a thing for finding water, and like when it. it oh, like and it goes like. To oh, that's oh, okay. good. It's a clever show. Clever oh, it show. It, well, it is clever in that there was a lot of references to people I do not know who they are <laughs> in this episode. Yeah. So when they go to the bookshop to find like an ero- a, a sex book. There's at least three jokes in there I don't get. So there's a joke on the outside uh, on the sign that says, Mykona, $2 a pound. Yep. I which didn't. I assume is a reference to a book that didn't sell well uh, at the time. Yeah, or, or very big like airport thriller kind of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I also have no idea who Paul Uberoth is. Um, the, the book that Lisa wants to I buy. I really oh, right. like yeah, that yeah. joke, even though I don't know who that is. <laughs> yeah. There's something very funny about Lisa's <laughs> excitement. At, you don't even know who that guy is. She's boring. I mean, yeah. and obviously, I mean, obviously, we know who Al Gore is, and mm-hmm. uh, don't know who Paul Harvey is. It seems like Paul Harvey, maybe because he's on the radio. It seems like he's sort of like an Ira Glass type, you know. Nice yeah. voice, fairly inoffensive. Right. You know? The yeah, Mr. Yeah. and Mrs. Erotic American implies to me is more like. Because uh, Ira Glass is like NPR, I guess this guy's more like generally accepted. Mm. Paul, so more mainstream. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, he's a pleasant version of Grandpa. That's all you need to know, right? I also do genuinely think that this episode affected the way people thought of Al Gore. Oh, <laughs> it, yeah, it definitely. It would have. It feels like it's hurt him over the years because <laughs> yeah. it's the first thing he would have won the 2000 election if it weren't for that. <laughs> that's the only reason i like yeah. the yeah there's only a couple of references that will go during the 90s simpsons but um the other one is good too Rose, you are hearing me talk yeah, yeah. <laughs> they both make him seem incredibly dull yeah which which i guess he was but who's to say that life maybe wouldn't have been a little bit different <laughs> well what's um maybe 9-11 wouldn't have happened guys. <laughs> If it weren't for this Simpsons episode. If it wasn't for that, you know. I like when they go to the Aphrodite Inn because that looks sick. Yeah, and yeah. And it is a real, a real place called the Madonna Hotel. Oh. Um, oh. It's in America. Uh, I forget. You can look it up on Wikipedia, the exact location of it. But it had like a caveman room. Yeah, right. I, very, would, I love that. I would love to go to that by myself. <laughs> I remember as a kid, which is, this is messed up. As a kid, I remember thinking too, oh, that'd be a cool place to visit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, I bet, I bet, the, I bet there's a jungle room that's like smorgies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
in the um in the Simpsons Guide to Springfield or whatever, one of those big books they had, don't they have um yes. they, they explain there's like a Roman Empire room and stuff and I was like, Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wanna go there. Yeah. You wear the toga and everything. And That's oh. right, yeah. Book it's um like a Lonely Planet type book. It's so good. It's it's real clever. I actually interviewed uh, Bill Morrison who was involved in that book on an earlier episode. Oh, so check that out. The but descriptions of the 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 um restaurants always made me feel really hungry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally, yeah. Oh, yeah. Even though I mean it's not Ghibli level, but Simpsons food always looks nice. It looks yeah. very like cut like cartoon food. Like whenever they eat sloppy joes on the on the yeah. Simpsons, I'm always like Looks really good. <laughs> yeah, or when it's a sloppy Jimbo, even you're oh. like, I know that's a Jimbo, but I know oh that's man, people, but it still looks nice. <laughs> I guess that's why they ate him. He's so young and impudent. I like whenever we see more of Marge mm. and her taste and her interest in things. Like, obviously, it's funny in an, in another episode where we find out that she just loves Jim Neighbors, and then. <laughs> In this one where her ultimate erotic fantasy is Rex Harrison and Paul Anker rolled into one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, Rex Harrison's a great actor. Paul Anker's a great singer. But times change. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was probably old-timey at the time and now it's even more like... (laughs) Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, Rex Harrison, I mean, he was old in My Fair Lady, which was the 60s. (laughs) Yeah. You know, <laughs> like he wasn't he wasn't young and but it's he, like you, 40s. Lisa. Like Marge would have seen My Fair Lady growing up, so she would have seen at least like oh yeah, slightly I can't younger. judge. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you saw the sheer amount of Jimmy Stewart movies yeah. I watch on a weekly basis, well, it's also kind of like Marge had a crush on Ringo Starr, right? And True. she this was back when she graduated in like 1974, so it's a similar so thing. Specific. Like that. well, at that point. Ringo probably wasn't that. Like, he was probably bigger in the 60s, right? So, I guess she has a thing for, like, I don't know. Yeah, Um, Barbara Barbara Bach's husband or uh, the star of uh, the Spaghetti Western Blind Man are the only things I know that Ringo was doing after that. Oh, (laughs) right. When did he do, um, what was that, The Magic Christian? That that would have been early 70s, yeah, like 71 or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if anyone's favourite was Ringo, usually. Sorry, Ringo, if you're listening. (laughs) I reckon maybe people have warmed to Ringo more in the last few years. I don't know. He'll be the last one left. He, yeah. People will go and then, yeah. Like the legacy of the Beatles, Beatles <laughs> will will die with, with Ringo and it'll be strange. It'll Let's be, put money on it now. Yeah. Um, I'm, saying, I'm saying Paul McCartney in the next half an hour. Because <laughs> he had a fun 80s McCartney, so I think a little bit of the uh, Coke heart attack might be... <laughs> On the menu in the next few years. Yeah, true. And I think, well, but Ringo's older. I think Paul was always the youngest, right? Yeah. The no, George Harrison was the youngest, I'm pretty sure. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, he this isn't older. the anyway. Beatles pod. The, at some point in this episode, they mentioned telephone explosions. I don't know what that's a reference to. It's so, uh, my understanding is it's it's the, because um, Bart's obsessed with the paranormal in the episode, it's the, it's, they were trying to come up with a silly version it's already silly of spontaneous combustion, which oh. was a huge conspiracy in the nineties. Oh, okay. right, okay, well. okay. So that's that's just like a that's not a real thing, but it's a thing made up for the episode as a parody of something else. Yeah, or it's or maybe like someone said that spontaneous combustion was caused by like the government plays a phone a tone down your telephone wire, and that like <laughs> okay. makes you catch on fire or something. Yeah. I like in that scene as well, a bit I never got as a kid is that Bart's really impressed with the author because what is he? He's the head of space at some point. Spa- spaceology department at the Correspondence College of Tampa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Went way over my head as a kid. I was just like, oh, that guy looks funny. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> Similar with... Like, spaceology. You're talking about people you don't get or um, authors that you didn't understand. Like, it's funny that Homer gets that book and there's a bum on the front and he goes, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, 
Love, love that as a kid. Love that now. But I don't. I am sure there's a name on that book. What Ma- is Mapplethorpe? Mapplethorpe. So it's what's incredibly that? gay photography. <laughs> yes. Lots of Great. lots of big dicks. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, people at least at half mass. Yeah, yeah. So it's really funny. Oh, that's- <laughs> That's great. Entirely <laughs> naked men. Yeah. And then what is it? Marge, Marge is like tanks of the Third Reich. Yeah, or something? yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. She's like girls ah. can be into World War Two as well. I'm just brushing up on my artillery. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I do like the the overwhelming. I mean, I guess that's why it's sort of a parody of like Viagra and stuff because it is overwhelmingly men looking to uh, stop disappointing their wives. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it's only men that take it. And it's only it's it's only men that, yeah. that feel that they need it. That's the thing is like the the question we really have to answer in this podcast is is the deal with the tonic that it gives you an erection. So um, people it already has to be. Be- yeah. people already want want sex in their marriage, but unfortunately people are getting older, and for whatever reason the men are. So it's not a thing because as a kid I definitely thought it was like a love potion. Yeah, right. Them- I don't think it's necessarily just the stiffy because Homer I like because. I think it's also just giving you the what's the word? What's the word? <laughs> Energy, the, the horniness. The there's a specific there's a medical word for it. <laughs> medical horniness. <laughs> <laughs> he, he becomes what we call clinically <laughs> toey. Um, I'm gonna look he it is. up. Horny. <laughs> <laughs> um, amorous. Uh, barred up. Mm-hmm. I've put horny in Merriam-Webster. <laughs> it's just coming up with hypersexual or lewd lubricus randy <laughs> lubricus um, i've never heard that one it's fun anyway but yeah i don't think it's just because it's not that homer can't get it up it's that homer's just uh, isn't interested like he's just not that like you there's know. too much uh, political strife at home <laughs> and abroad yeah, yeah but i think that maybe mm. that he feels like all of that pressure and that stress makes it difficult for him to get into a headspace mm. to get a boner yeah. this thing just gives him the boner and so they can finally just go yeah. As, as far as I'm, as far as I'm aware, boners are pretty integral <laughs> to the process. And so, I mean, yeah, it could be that the the spirit is willing, but the flesh is flaccid. Yeah, because he, yeah, he he likes much, and I'm sure he would, you know, like to have sex with. She's her. hot, but if he's way you, out of his league. You know, <laughs> yeah, they, it's sort of yeah, it's a it's a nice thing. But it, so in the '90s, Viagra comes along, and it's I guess it's this pill. I've not done deep research on this. Maybe it was super effective uh, erectile dysfunction medication before this. But in the '90s, this thing came out. It was a huge hit. Would have paid for so many chemical things. It's like. Because it was funny, the idea that there was uh, a boner pill out there. We just giggled about it for about 10 years. Yes. (laughs) Just kept, you know. um, And now it's just part of society. Yeah. I used to work at a sex shop and we sold, uh, I guess, a not strictly legal version of Viagra. (laughs) Um, And we used to get a lot of people, young and old, coming in. A lot of young guys buying them, actually. Yeah, right. They would just buy one at a time. What do you got planned for the night, buddy? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's I, there's all different like horny goat weed and all that stuff. Like there's lots of different stimulants and stuff that's meant to buy you up. I like they do give it a medical explanation for it though, where Doctor Hibbert says that it's probably because of all the bacteria from yes. them. <laughs> poisoning him. Yeah. But yeah, I do like that. Like it must just be like all the women in Springfield are super horny and all the men are disappointing them. Yeah. Because every time it cuts like to any anyone yeah. who's taken the tonic, all the women are just like, "All right, come on." Yeah. Like Doctor Hibbert's wife just lying there like. Stop fucking talking and laughing, man. <laughs> well, there's. Um, oh, I I hate that there's a scene in 
scene in this where the the Cosby analog drinks a, a sex potion. Oh yeah, that's real bad. <laughs> Speaking, they ha- didn't know. Hadn't no. thought of that before, but uh, yeah. now it's gross. We're on the episode now. Yeah. Fantastic. There's a lot of deleted stuff. So there's been lately. There's this person who's been uploading all these original scripts for Simpsons episodes. Ooh. It's been fantastic. There's all these deleted scenes that are on there. Um, and your new best friend. Yeah, and there's one from. Uh, this episode, and yeah, heaps of stuff was cut. So originally, there was more stuff with like Barney and Grandpa, and there's a bit mm. where like Grandpa comes in um, to the hotel room they're in, and Barney's like drank all the like drinking, and Grandpa's like stop drinking all the beer, and then he like confiscates the beer, and then so then he comes back in the room, and Gra- Barney's drinking the tonic, and Barney's and Grandpa's like no, and Barney's like. Aah! And then he like runs out the wall and like runs our way and I think steals the car. And then Grandpa, I've written it down here. There's a bit where Grandpa. Well, that joke doesn't work because isn't the idea that they don't know that they don't have a car? Oh, he can't yeah. drive. Yeah, yeah that joke later. <laughs> but um, yeah, Grandpa goes up to some random farmer, knocks on his door, and says, "Am I glad to see you? I was going to spend the night with that young man, but as soon as I took my pants off, he ran away with my money." And then the farmer gets out a gun and goes. Mister, you better keep walking. <laughs> um, but, it's the exact voice they would use. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but there's other stuff that was cut that I thought was really funny. There's a bit where Rev Lovejoy is like um, about to have sex with um, Helen, <gasps> and um, then it's the not loud. then the phone rings. Uh, no, he's not Kath. He's no he's Catholic. No, they're, no, they're not Catholic. They're they're um, uh, Prisper Lutheran. Yeah, <laughs> they're Protestants. He's definitely married to his wife. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. They can <laughs> bang whenever they want. Um, that's why they're so sexy. Oh, anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, Rev Lovejoy can definitely have sex with Helen Lovejoy. Yeah, but that's good um, to know. he yes. Well, yeah, because he has a daughter. Yeah, of course. yeah. Right. <laughs> but he gets a call and he goes, uh, "What? Hello? <sighs> yes, Ned. Yes, I have heard about the tonic. <sighs> if you consult your Bible, you'll find numerous references to aphrodisiacs." I see. Why don't you mix it with some 7-Up then? (laughs) (sighs) Sprite is fine too. Yes, good night, Ned. (laughs) And then he hangs up and Helen Lovejoy's asleep and Rev Lovejoy goes, and gets out a Rubik's Cube (laughs) and goes, damn Flanders. I was like, that's so great. That's a good gag. I like that. That is funny. It it also... Placing the idea that Ned would take the tonic is funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, Well, Ned would want to because be fruitful and multiply, you know? I do think paring down the appearances, the Barney and Grandpa gag is so good. Yes. In fact, including the fact that it is so short. Yeah. That is because that implies such a quick failure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like it. It makes me kind of (laughs) sad. I love that gag. (laughs) An unrelated alcohol problem. This collapses and Grandpa walks off. Uh, Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's fine that it was just that one scene. Um, there's a few other things that were cut. There's a bit at the bookshop where Krusty's signing books and trying to like um, uh, get people to buy it. And you know the guy that punches Homer in this episode? And he goes, you look like you have difficulty satisfying yes. your wife. So that guy pops up all the time, right? He's, yeah. always, he's, he's an everyman. Yeah, yeah, he's the same one. Um, to stamp the ticket? Yeah, yeah. They call him in scripts actually just stamp the ticket guy because that was his <laughs> first appearance at the left door. Um, but he was in that scene as well. Mm. This is going to be his big highlight episode because <laughs> um, Krusty's signing books and he's like, um, hey, what's your name? And he says, Byron. And he's like, there you go, Byron. And then he hands it to him. And he's like, I don't want that book. And then he walks off. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and yeah, was, he's always he's always in a bad mood. <laughs> the character. I think he just doesn't take shit. 
yeah. What is it? Uh, is it? I think it's when. I think he's in the episode where Barney is dressed in a diaper and yeah. he holds out flyers. He's like, "You make me sick." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, there was also a lot more with the kids subplot because it does kind of just end. The whole episode in general feels like a complete mess. Yes, it is. It's a really and the fact that it does turn into Homer and and Grandpa like having this whole discussion about their relationship doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It doesn't end satisfyingly from a dramatic point of view. It's just sort of like it. Yeah, it's it's all it's a bit all over the shop. It feels like it should end with something to do with Homer and Marge's relationship, mm. not wander off to end in the problematic relationship of Homer and Abe because it Homer and his backstory it's it's too sad <laughs> you're into it too much Mona Abe was a bad father and also Mona abandoned him to a yeah. bad father I I see I thought the opposite I thought it was quite a quite a nice ending they burnt down the house thus erasing the the problems of the past mm. they they they're saying in their own way that we had a we had a bad past we're going to leave the past behind. This is our symbolic gesture of leaving the past behind. We're going to move forward in a, into a new future where we like each other. And I think maybe you could argue, Martin, that the Marge Homer thing was resolved because they started banging again. Okay. That was their only problem. Yeah. You know, otherwise, they have a great <laughs> But, yeah, definitely the um, conspiracy plot. Like, that ended with Millhouse going, we're through the looking glass now, people. Yeah, yeah. That's um, the last bit you said. And then the next bit is Bart and Lisa being part of Homer's Homer wanting to be a good parent yeah. plot, which, again, yeah, was sort of, like, tacked on. Yeah. Or not tacked on, but, yeah, yeah I, I get what you mean, Martin, in terms of the messy plotting. Um, but, yeah, originally, there was going to be a bit where Ralph comes up into the treehouse and goes, I see what our parents are doing. They're having sex. <laughs> and then they all go, oh, what? Yeah, is that it? Yeah. Oh. And then Wiggum and Sarah are down in the backyard in their, like, dressing gowns. Mm. And they go, Ralph, come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, so, well, that's a bit weird. And also, yeah. there's, there's no, we've already established that Ralph doesn't know what sex is. Yeah. 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 And they're very inconsistent with whether the kids know what sex is or not. Some episodes, Bart's like, you're a machine, Homer. And he's yeah. like making jokes about that. And they watch the, the video, right? They, yeah. sex. But then other episodes, they're like, huh? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, like when Bart runs in and he doesn't seem to notice that his parents are stark <laughs> naked and wants to get in bed with them. <laughs> yeah. uh, I really liked the, 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 the one line voice actor on the guy in the crowd uh, when they're selling the tonic. I'm not convinced. <laughs> oh, the voice on him, the animation on him. Design, that's great. One of the best. They were so good at just one-off characters. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. That, that was my favourite one for this episode. But in that scene, it also doesn't make sense because why does Grandpa need Homer to act as a shill if the tonic works? It's not. It's just for the guy. Yeah, it is only for... Yeah, not only that, at the end when Abraham's like, oh, this is all the fault of that stupid tonic. I mean, if it weren't for the tonic, you wouldn't have had Homer. Also, it feels like the tonic isn't responsible for what's happening right now either. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the tonic is amazing. They should be charging way more for it. A dollar. (laughs) A dollar per bottle. And I looked it up while we're watching it. 
it's not like a dollar in 1993 or whatever was a hundred bucks or something like it was yeah. like two dollars according yeah. to yeah. and you know i know you could buy a lot more for two dollars back then but man you it's working like everyone everyone in town is banging because of that tonic like yeah when bart's got his binoculars <laughs> everyone he points to they're like swigging it and having oh, i man. mean the glass the you know the very high quality glass jars that it's yeah. in now would be worth more than a dollar <laughs> that's it is. true and the packaging the design yeah like, they had to get a graphic design <laughs> to design those labels, yeah. get the photos. It on looks there. good. Yeah. Sun. Yeah, it's a thing of the Simps- the Simpsons writers of like if they're confronted with the idea of doing an episode about Viagra, it's like, but that's boring, and everyone's doing Viagra jokes. Yeah. But gets them to indulge in their real joy, which is nineteen twenties old time yeah. music <laughs> men grifters. Yeah. That's- totally. I also really love the. Um- uh, when they go to the old house and they look at the TV and Homer's shadow <laughs> has been imprinted onto the wall. I don't know why, I just really like that. Yeah, I never got that as a kid, but yeah. it's it's literally called, what, the radiation. The radiation king, yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know, it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of dark. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, very dark. Yeah, but you're right. So Homer's, every time they cut back to Homer's childhood or his adolescence, <laughs> it's really miserable. Yeah, no, it is. Because you, you can really dig into the re- relationships of the show, but then you always will come up against the problem of so much is made for just a one-off gag like uh marge's dad being an air hostess is supposed to an air hostess <laughs> a like steward yeah yeah is like <laughs> is a is almost done as like a gag ending to it because in like a 1950s psychological drama where a woman visits a therapist yeah. the reveal would be that he was gay mm. here we're you know doing this sort of silly yes. spin on it but then after that it's like so is her dad always an air steward and the truth is no not really look <laughs> they retcon a lot of yeah stuff. well I mean, they there's actually a theory i've read online that you know when they they don't show marge's dad often but there's a couple flashbacks where he's like real like smoking and gravelly voiced and he looks like shit and yeah. the theory is that because of that marge discovering that he was a steward that like ruined his life and he went and he started drinking and he yeah. like gained weight because isn't he he's in an episode where they flash back to like uh, marge's prom yeah. or something and he like meets homer yeah. and stuff yeah so like the whole family is there yeah they yeah. use there's a um speaking of those scripts i was reading one for one where selma um is trying to have a baby and there's a deleted scene from that where they reveal that he died in a roller coaster accident <laughs> so there you go oh that's grim <laughs> um but uh let's bring out the book for uh, the simpsons a complete guide to our favorite family you had this growing up didn't you martin mm-hmm. yeah. i also had this there you go mm-hmm. so you guys hopefully um you might use that to your advantage to guess which character they have chosen to highlight for this episode of the mm. simpsons so i'm gonna say frank Frank, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Hibbert. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're going Hibbert. You're going Frank. Mm-hmm. Um, Frank, by the way, that's his wife in that scene. Like, we, I don't think ever see her again. <laughs> no, no, no. But um, yeah. In the script, it says like Mrs. Frank or like Doctor yeah. Frank, and it's like makes it clear that it's his wife. Yeah, but yeah. she still calls him Professor. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's, their, that, maybe that's their king. Yeah, yeah. But he, she is referenced in another episode when um Frank's got his kid in the plane and it goes out the window and goes, ah, my wife is going to kill me. <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um. So the the character they've chosen is. Mayor Quimby. Yeah. Oh, Mayor Quimby. Yeah, who, he does, he does um, appear very briefly. Very briefly. Loincloth. It's probably his briefest appearance yeah. <laughs> that they've chosen here. One line. Yeah. It's it, a weird character. Well, not character design, but it's a weird costume they've given him as well. It's like he's not wearing his mayor sash or his standard suit. He's got like a 
big coat it's on. It's like from a Christmas episode. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, he, his appearance is great in this episode. The um, uh, the the toilet in the caveman room is overflowing. <laughs> also, when they're in the utility room oh. and the guy needs to get the wet dry back, <laughs> I'm so choosing good. to assume it's connected to the overflow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have to True. assume that. I didn't think of that. That's oh, great. Oh, God. That guy pops up all the time. Yeah. I love his voice. Just that. Hey, Pally. Yeah. Yeah, hey, that, that's sorry, Fred Nithel, you should have booked ahead. This yeah. one writes mystery novels under the name H.G. McGregor. <laughs> you yeah. buy him before his mother eats him. <laughs> yeah, he pops up all the time. He's fun. This was a perfect appearance for him. He has so many different jobs. Yeah. Well, he keeps getting fired because he's just um, too too sarcastic. Too sassy. They need yeah. a job where he runs it, but the squeaky voice teen is working for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They should reveal that's his son. Yeah. Ah. Well, which would make Lunch Lady Doris his wife, though. Because Lunch Lady Doris is a squeaky voice teen's mother. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. In the Bolarama, um, he's like, I couldn't give a lane to my own mother. He goes, I have no son. <laughs> I, uh, that's really fun. There's like a whole lore <laughs> yeah. in the Simpsons land that I didn't even know about. Um, but okay. getting off topic here, uh, Mayor Quimby, uh, yeah, he is the character they've chosen. Mm-hmm. Um, Makes sense. Which I find it funny that, They've they've established in this episode and many other episodes that JFK did exist. Like and he has the same like Quimby's clearly a parody of JFK and a bunch of other Kennedys. But like they have the same mannerisms. So (laughs) it's weird that they've got this guy who's their mayor who's just like JFK. And no one ever brings it up. It's like, man, you you sound you have a weird Bostonian accent. It's not clear where Springfield is meant to be. Is it is it Shearer? No, it's Dan, Dan Castellaneta. Oh, okay. yeah. And he basically does the same voice. Like in yeah, this episode yeah. when there's a flashback, when Homer is watching it, um, he's, yeah, it's just Quimby's voice, right? Yeah. Who does Wolfcastle, Rainier Wolfcastle? That's Harry Shearer. Does Harry Shearer then also do Schwar- President Schwartz? Yes. In the movie? Yeah, yeah, so they're doing the same thing. Yeah. It's like this is the Earth's <laughs> version, but also when the real one shows up, you also do that <laughs> same bit you do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, there's stuff you may have missed. We can quickly go through that. Mm-hmm. Um, the sign outside of Books, Books and Additional Books, which is a good name for a bookstore. Uh, this is what you were talking about before. Boats. Yeah. Today's special, Missioner, $1.99 a pound. So, yeah, if you know, if you know what that joke is, uh, Dib's just going to Google it. Well, I am. While yes. you do that, we'll go through sex books on the shelf, kosher erotic cakes, <laughs> how to seduce your lousy, lazy husband, <laughs> bordello repair, volume one, bork on sex, weight loss through laborious sex. <laughs> <laughs> laborious. Uh, uh, and yet, a joke, it says here, Homer uh, ushers Bart, Lisa and Maggie out of the house to go to the movies, but they end up at the stock footage festival. Mm. Yeah, that's one of the jokes that was like cut off from yeah. the widescreen. Yeah, because we watched this one in widescreen format. Yeah, you can't actually see that there's a stock footage festival. We got <laughs> sent out of the house when we were kids at some point. No <laughs> idea if it was for my parents to have sex. I don't think so. But the three of us, we got sent to the Westgarth to watch... Um, an anthology of Ardman animation short films. <laughs> that sounds nice. Which, it, it was nice, but as kids, it's like some of them are quite adult and confronting. One of them's just like a guy recently, it's a real man talking about being recently released from prison for burglary mm. and like how hard it is reintegrating into the community. But it was animated right. by Ardman yeah. for the 80s, so he's, he's like a claymation figure. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of the Ardman shorts especially are like, Real people talking about real kind of sad things, but they're animated as like a chicken or something. Yeah, yeah. the creature comforts. So yeah. James Albert Meikner was an American writer. He wrote more than 40 books, most of which were long fictional family sagas. Oh. So I think it's the fact that there was a lot of books and they were very 
thick. Mm. There you go. Okay. Wow. I'm glad I know that now. <laughs> I can move on with my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now, I have to understand every joke and <laughs> reference. Well, we don't have time to go through the bowl, but what would you give Grandpa versus Sexual Inadequacy out of 10? We'll start with you, Martin. I'd give it a six. There's, oh. there's some amazing gags in there, but I think it's a badly structured episode. Okay. It's a six by the standard of season nine. So, if, um, yeah, six, yeah, six, yeah, yeah. That's fair. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. I would, I would probably say a six as well. It's, there's, there's some good laughs in it, but yeah, you're right. The plot's a bit all over the place. I mean, and that's the thing. It's, it's hard to have two different concurrent plots in a 20 minute or whatever episode. Yeah. It's, it's it's a good time and I think it it doesn't have like the emotional resonation that a lot of you know well like, you know when the Simpsons like actually kind of hits you emotionally mm. like you know when Homer's mom leaves and stuff like yeah, that. yeah you some, don't get teary during that Homer grandpa no no there's yeah. I mean yeah there is definitely some Simpsons episodes where I'm like huh, feelings yeah. um yeah. this one was fine I thought it was sweet. Yeah. Sweet by the end. I yeah. think you're both entitled to your opinions, but you've been a bit harsh because <laughs> I, I agree all about the plotting, mm-hmm. but I thought it was just such a funny episode. Like pretty much nearly every gag just hits. It was just yeah. so many laugh out loud moments. <laughs> oh, one that got a big laugh from us is when Maud is poking the pants in the tree and goes, Harry, <laughs> uh, Nettie, they're awful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, um, that's a really good gag. And that's all. I'm glad they cut out the Flanders uh, appearance later on because, again, uh, I think that's yeah. as, as funny as that bit is. It's nice that he only appears. For yeah, that. true, true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I also like when Grandpa pushes the flowers through the thing and then puts his hand and goes, Oh, yeah. Yeah, just the, the sad way he has to squeeze them through the letterbox is very yeah. sad. Um, so, yeah, I'm actually going to go nine and a half. Wow. Pretty much based purely on all the all the great jokes. And there's just Bold. little things throughout the episode that I realise that I use or say a bit as well. Even just like when um, Millhouse is t- doing the thing and um, he points out, the source of people and vice versa. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Milhouse's little face in the pup tent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a beautifully drawn. He's and he's just like he's he's sort of just like rocking, rocking around. He's yeah. just he's so happy with this with just yeah. little tent. He's, he wants to sleep in there every night. Yeah, I love jokes like that where Milhouse is happy. <laughs> it's nice to see Milhouse happy. He's often sad. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there, I just remembered one more thing that was cut from the episode mm. is um, the Simpsons actually uh, the kids actually before they find out from Ralph uh, mm. what's actually going on, they come in and confront Homer and Marge and be like, what's going on? Why? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And Homer goes, uh, this is after he's had his fight with Grandpa. He's like, you don't have to worry about that. We're not going to be doing that anymore. And then the kids like leave the room and Marge says, oh, come on, I don't want out you and Grandpa's fuel to get in the way of the tonic. And then Homer's like, Marge, I can see what you're doing. And she's like, um, spiking his cereal with the tonic <laughs> and she's like pouring it in and she's like, mm, okay, sorry. And then she pours it into like the cat's food and then the cat comes up and has it and goes mm, and chases Santa's little help. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. Um, that look, that's, look, that's kind of a funny gag. And again, I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm. it's nice to see Marge <laughs> horny. Yeah. I think that that's fun. She's a, you know, we don't, we don't get to see her be Fun a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Well, anything to plug? Lisa, you're starting up your pod again? Yes, yes. I'm I'm reanimating the uh, Reanimates podcast. Uh, but if you follow me on uh, Twitter, usually at Lisa Dib1, uh, or, you know, you can follow the podcast uh, Reanimates Pod 
Randomates podcast. Um, yeah, that'll be updated soon. I'm uh, going to have a couple of episodes in the bank and then I'll do a big big splash, big launch. Nice. And a quick summary of what the podcast is. Oh, <laughs> well, uh, it is a uh, just going back through the films of Jeffrey Combs, who is an actor that everyone should know. Um, and I, I have realised a lot of people do know him. They just don't know him by name. Yes. If yeah. you say, oh, you know, he's um, he's Herbert West, if you like horror movies from Reanimator, or, you know, he's, uh, he's the super creepy guy in The Frighteners, uh, or he's... X number of Star Trek guys. Yeah. Um, so most people I've realised do know probably know who he is, but not as not <laughs> not as much as they should, which is yeah. you know how I consider this podcast a public service. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Martin, uh, I have a four and a half month old son, so uh, <laughs> it's just amazing I'm here. So, <laughs> yeah. Hi. Yeah, the latest project you've got going is sleeping. <laughs> yeah, not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but once he's a bit older, you can get back to your passion of the uh, rival Jeffrey Combs podcast <laughs> yes. that you do. Oh, obviously, yeah. Um, there is another it's, one. It's isn't actually there? a hate podcast. We just <laughs> talk about how much we hate him, and it's called Comb Over. It's um, <laughs> great. Well, you got to do it now. Well, yeah. All right. Actually, I would, I would support this. Actually, uh, yeah. There is another one. I don't pay a lot of attention to them though. Yeah. Because they started just after I started mine. So uh, <sighs> maybe. Maybe we're nemesises. Well, Neme- nemesis. It's all. It's something like it's all about the Philadelphia comedy scene. It's just people who know each other from Philadelphia uh, comedy bars and stuff. Oh, Ten right. years ago. Yeah. <laughs> it could be that it's. I, mean, I don't listen to it. It could just be that it's an excuse to just get together and you know maybe they just use Jeffrey Combs as a as an excuse for that. They don't care about the films like I do. Every week, <laughs> intensely, they, they have to bring in a different style of chili and comment on it. <laughs> Unrelated to Combs, it just started and now they can't yep. stop. And they're running out of variation. <laughs> Every podcast needs a bit. You got to stand out. Well, luckily there is only one Simpsons podcast. That yeah, is this right. one. I don't have to worry about rival podcasts at all. No, no, I don't. I, I mean, not a lot of people know about the Simpsons. Is the thing, you know. So you're you're hitting onto an untapped market. Yeah. Do you wear that Simpsons T-shirt for every record? Is <laughs> no, that like a uniform? No, it was just the first one that was there when I opened the drawer. I was like, sure, well, it was, yeah. yeah. How many list- Simpsons T-shirts do you have? I've got. Three. That's so, okay. but they all differ. So, I've got this one, which for the listeners is literally just a white t shirt with the family on it. Mm. Looks quite old school. Like it's kind of an older design of them, but I got it from Cotton On like four years ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the other one I like because it's quite subtle. You wouldn't really know it's a Simpsons um, t shirt unless you pay attention. It's like just a, again, white shirt. Looks a little faded and it says 1992 softball, nuclear power plant softball champions. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. And the other one is a band T-shirt for Dr. Colossus. They're a band <laughs> that do Simpsons-themed rock songs. Yeah. And I bought that one of their gigs. It's got Thrill House on it. So, I've always yeah. wanted one of the um, the Pin Pals mm. bowling shirts. Yeah, they always that'd look, be great. They always look cute. Yeah, Maybe yeah. I'll become a bowling shirt kind of guy. <laughs> Maybe that'll be my thing. Okay. Next time you're on the pod, I expect to see you wearing that. Okay. You're going to buy it for me, mate? Yeah. Uh, listeners. <laughs> Chip in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you for being on the pod, Lisa and Martin. Uh, oh, another plug. We're all on Letterboxd, I believe. Yes, that's true. I, I do love your, <laughs> yeah. your, your views on films because <laughs> most of the time you're watching cartoons. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, and then occasionally you'll watch a film that I did not expect you to ever watch. <laughs> Why did you go and see Poor Things? <laughs> uh, yeah, Poor Things. Look, I don't have time to get into no, that. No, no, uh, but it's... But it was uh, not what I was expecting. And... I don't know what you were expecting. <laughs> I was like, this isn't Popeye. <laughs> Where's Betty Boop? <laughs> oh, this um, isn't a Tex Avery cut. <laughs> uh, I mean, no, I think nobody in Poor Things goes, awooga, and their eyes pop out of their head. <laughs> they did. I still need to see it. No, nah, yeah. no. Nah, sorry to burst your bubble. Yeah. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, sometimes I go through a phase where I watch a bunch of films, um, but most of the time it's, yeah, it's uh, cartoons. So yeah. what What is... Uh, what uh, what is my letterbox name? I think I'm just Dibbo. I think. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I'm uh, Dibbo. D I B B O. Cool. Yeah. I think I'm Murphy Mc M U R P H Y M C. I'm Martin Dunlop, or one word. Oh, clever. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Making it your actual name. Okay. Mm, people are gonna hunt you down for your film opinions. <laughs> um, but yeah, check us out on Letterbox. Um, and uh, rate and review Murph's Tavern. And yeah, as we always say here on Murph's Tavern. Oh, yeah.